0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this, our grand finale, our final edition of Incarnate Community Live. I'm your host, Pastor Chris Whitby, assistant to uh, our district president here in Northern Illinois, the Reverend Dr. Alan Buss. I bring you his greetings as well. And for those of you that have journeyed with us for the past three weeks as we've looked at how God comes to us in the gift of his grace, how he forms us in the community. It has been great to have you with us. And if this is your first time with us, uh, I'm glad that you're here as well. Uh, This will be our last edition today. And just to let you know, while we call it Incarnate Community Live, we're not technically live right now. Uh, I had a little bit of a scheduling mix up and needed to be at another uh, uh, event tonight. So we pre-filmed this, but you know what? If you're still watching live, we'd ask you to still hang on. It's gonna be great content. If you do have a question or have something that you'd like to share, go ahead and, and throw it into the chat box there on our Facebook page, because we will respond, we'll get back to you as well. Uh, but, uh, but folks, this evening, uh, it is a joy to kind of culminate things, and we're going to look at a couple of different things today. But before we do, I want to introduce you to our guests that we're going to have today. I'm excited. Pastor John Scott, pastor here at Cross Point Lutheran Church, who has been our host throughout this series. Pastor, good to have you with us this evening.
1: Thanks, Chris. It's been great to host you guys over the last few weeks and to get to see some of my, uh, my pastor friends from the area come through and get to spend some time with them, learning from them as well. I hope that you've enjoyed this time, too. We've been blessed to host this, uh, and we were really overjoyed to do so. So I'm looking forward to our conversation today.
0: Fantastic. So, so Pastor Scott, what I wanted to, to kind of lead into, I mean, mm-hmm. I over the past couple of weeks, as folks have been journeying, probably in the Bible study, uh, Incarnate yeah, right. Community, I and mean, they, they've taken a look in Lesson 1 of how God has designed us for community, that, right. that even as he created more than one human, that it, it was that sense that yeah. he was going to build families and neighborhoods and the yeah. whole world from yeah. that and and then how how when when we lost that sense of of being those who who bore the image of God in sin that that our lord then would reveal his image again in the coming of Jesus mm-hmm. and that as Jesus then that was lesson 2 and then and as Jesus forms a community around him then he also kind of develops that sense of community moving forward that he creates his church to be his abiding presence in the world Mm -hmm. and that that was lesson three tonight we're going to look at then a couple of different things one uh what what it means to be an eternal follower of jesus but then what does god have us doing in the meantime right here but first let me ask you uh you know i mean i would guess a number of our our uh, viewers would uh, would look around the world right now and they might say to themselves you know Lutherans aren't big about focusing on end times, but we've got, you know, we've got you know, natural events going on that are disastrous. We've got a global pandemic we've been dealing with for the past couple of years. We've got wars and rumors mm-hmm. of wars, even as people are, are lifting up prayer for, for uh, what's going on in the Ukraine right sure. now. Someone might think, are we at the end times? Yeah. What would be your response to that?
1: All right. Uh, This is one of my favorite questions because um, everybody has it. Everybody thinks about this. And the reason why Lutherans don't maybe talk about it so much is because we actually have an answer. Like, we know exactly what's going on. And the Lutheran answer is, this has always been the end times. (laughs) From the time that Jesus rose from the dead, we are living in the end times because we're still waiting for him to return. That's, That's what we're waiting for. So, Uh, There are different strains of Christianity that think different things about the end times, but Lutherans are pretty clear. The way we read scriptures, it says Jesus rose from the dead, and when he ascended to heaven, he's going to return. It's going to be the time of the resurrection, and that's what our eyes are pointed forward to. So if we are a community centered in Jesus, if we are called by Jesus to be a community together as his church and to go out into the world as his church through the power of the Spirit, then we do all of that waiting for the resurrection to come. And we know that throughout time, as we are not the only people who've been part of church, right? The generations that have come before us, both here and around the world, uh, as an aside, every time I introduce, when we say the Apostles' Creed together, Mm -hmm. I ask our people and say, remember, we're joining with Christians throughout the world and even throughout the centuries in proclaiming who God is through this creed because that's exactly what we're doing. So we are joined together people everywhere, Christians, the church, throughout all of time, waiting for the resurrection to come. In the meantime, there are going to be wars. There are going to be famines. There are going to be pandemics. There's going to be suffering. That's the brokenness through which God is fighting through the community that he's created within us and with the people around us.
0: Well, sure. And and notice I I would think, I mean, I I know it's true for me that that, that gives me a sense of 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 God's peace no matter what the circumstances are temporarily. Well, that's the peace that passes
1: understanding, right? That's peace yeah. that isn't like, oh my, life is perfect and, and I'm just going to, you know, feel great today. It's peace that no matter what happens, right, Jesus is going to be there. The Spirit's yep. going to work through us and he's going to make sure that everything turns out according to the will of his kingdom.
0: Amen. Well, yeah, and, and if you think about it, folks, as you're, as you're listening tonight, you know, because of what, as Pastor Scott said, because of what Christ has accomplished, what he's done, By coming into our world, by giving us that gift of salvation through His life, death, and resurrection, and as He ascended, as you said, you know the next big event is not a pestilence. It's not a a a sinful manifestation on earth. It's it's not a war or a room of war. It's the return of Jesus. Right. Until that time, Christ has given us everything that we need Mm -hmm. for the the for the gift of salvation. Yep. for knowing that we're his children, yep. for knowing that we have eternal and, life. And,
1: uh, and knowing that, knowing our identity, but also knowing that we are sent into the world to help other people understand that as well. Like, they go together. Um, one of our good friends, Jeff Clater, wrote a book called Loved and Sent, and he talks about oh, the yeah. identity that great you get, book. right? It's a great book. You can pick it up. Um, and it's all about how we are loved, we're people who are loved, but we're also sent, and we can't live without the other. We can't just be people who are loved and exist in our bubble of Lutheranism or even Christianity. We have to exist in the world because our entire purpose is to be sent in the world. So, what are your eyes focused on? Where is your hope? Is your hope on the resurrection? And um, oftentimes I feel like our worries and our anxieties are focused on simply what's going to happen to us until we die sure. Our eyes are focused on our death. We, we tend to think it's not, but it really is. It's like, what am I going to do? Why do I exercise every day? Why, why, why do some people exercise every day? Let's just be honest about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's to kind of be healthy, and when you're healthy, right. you stave off death a little, like you're not pushing yourself toward that. Or are we simply being healthy so that we can have more activity and be able to go out and be sent into the world to do what jesus calls us to do those that's the difference yep. and so when we're people focused on the resurrection we see that we are called to bring through the spirit new life to people through jesus and those people will join us then
0: yeah. in the kingdom at the resurrection Yeah. the way the way i kind of talk about that especially i love that idea of of why do we exercise why do we actually do some anything? people why do some, why do some people some exercise people exercise i can't
1: claim a whole lot of that <laughs> <laughs> right
0: now. but but even like you know of any stewardship of my health and, yes. and i and i try to take care of myself and i tell people yep. i don't do it because i think that like i'm 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 somehow by my behavior going to prolong my lifespan because god knows the exact moment that he's going right. to bring me before him he right. will not be surprised on the day of my death jesus will yeah, not be standing there looking at his watch going Oh, Chris, you we're going to be here today. <laughs> I, I didn't know. Your I I got the place ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, it won't yeah. be that. The
1: cleaning crew still needs to make its <laughs> way through the through the room. Exactly.
0: There. It's like <laughs> no. The reason is 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 so that so that I might respond to God's grace. Yeah. And say, Lord, can I be a good steward of what You've given me, even in this body, yeah. so that I can so that I can best be ready to serve You mm-hmm. in whatever way that You see fit, in right. whatever way that You call me to. Right. You know, and and with that having that sort of sit there with the foundation of the the joy and the hope that but on that day when the lord says okay chris it's time to come home Mm -hmm. that it will be that gift of life everlasting but even better yet there's gonna be even better yet a day when jesus says i'm coming back
1: right and you are going to be raised with me yeah that's that's the coolest part yeah so um a current one of the most famous theologians in the world right now tom wright nt wright uh, wrote yes. a book a while ago, and kind of brought back the orthodox, underst- the, you know, the right c- historical Christian understanding of resurrection. Because we sometimes think that life after death is what we're really aiming for, that we're just waiting to get to heaven, when in reality, our Lutheran understanding of what happens at the end isn't about getting to heaven. It's about Jesus being resurrected and the new heavens and the new earth coming back together about the church that's visible here in the world mm-hmm. and the church that's invisible around the throne of God right now, coming back together, resurrected, body and soul put back together the way it was meant to be. So if that's what we're really aiming for, body and soul put back together, then we probably should care about bodies and souls today. You know, the church isn't just about the souls. Right. It's also about the, the bodies, too, of taking care of those around us. So we do care about things that happen in our world. We do care about famine, we do care about pandemics, we do care about wars that are happening because people suffer because it's it's terrible terrible suffering. And so we in response to who God has made us to be and how much we are loved, we go out and we try to we try to help. We yeah. try to heal, we try to alleviate suffering however we can because it's just not right.
0: Where yeah, we're, we're I mean notice that 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 boy you could you could take you could take a scriptural approach following Jesus and, and, and easily to think that you're gonna you're gonna like take a way weird turn and that is to to say that, you know, because because I have eternal life, well then I don't have to worry about anything in this temporal world. But the yeah. resurrection and and the sense that God is gonna resurrect us physically, there's gonna mm-hmm. be a new heaven and new earth, actually becomes the, the right context for having a true care for the current world situation.
1: Exactly exactly so why do we care about wars that are happening yeah you know is it because we want our team to win our country to win or the country we're cheering like is that what it's about that that's absolutely not what it's about we care about them because people are going to suffer in the midst of them whether it's immediately through the actual action of war or the repercussions that happen because of the war like there's things there that that we can help out with and as people who have a community right? Because this is all goes back to community. Right. Jesus calls us into community. He calls us, he gathers us around himself. He says, now you, just like he gathered disciples around the table many, many times, mm-hmm. taught them lessons and said, now you're going to go and you're going to do incredible things, not because of how you are, but right. you're going to do them in my name. You're going to do them because my spirit is going to work through you. You're going to do things bigger and greater than you ever imagined. For the goodness of my kingdom and for my glory
0: well and and pastor scott if we could that's great i mean, i could if we could transition a little bit here mm-hmm. uh this evening the the last session of of incarnate community the bible study as, as i'm sure either many of our viewers are either already participating in or they will probably by the end of this week mm-hmm. uh, it it draws us into this into this actual very intimate event in luke chapter 15. right and and there you get Jesus and he's actually at his home, or at least at someone's home, where he is the host of a party. You know, he sounds like Jesus. It does, doesn't it? It does, yeah. So he's hosting a celebration and it's a very you know, it it it's a very it's a very present time, you know, uh, flesh and blood uh, uh event. You know, he's bringing mm-hmm. guests in, he's welcoming them, he's eating with them mm-hmm. and and there's a group outside, a group of religious leaders. Pharisees, who, who see this and they start muttering, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Now, now a sidebar just for a moment for, for uh, our group tonight, uh, in, in first century Israel, if you ate with somebody, and that was more than just like, like grabbing a burger at a kiosk you know, and, and you know, you're eating with strangers and who cares. If you invited someone into your home and ate with them, it meant that you held them in equal regard, that, that they were like family for you. So when Jesus brings this group in, that's what he's communicating. And the group outside, I fully believe they were invited in as well. They would be welcome to join the celebration. Mm-hmm. But they're standing outside because they don't want to be associated with the group that is around Jesus.
1: Because they don't want to be unclean. Because they don't want to be unclean. Yeah. And how do you determine what uncleanliness is?
0: Great question yeah so that's yeah that's why the issue. that's
1: another question why yeah. don't they want to join
0: yeah. yeah from their perspective yep. that they see themselves as as either you know born into the right situation mm-hmm. or that they are doing the right things yep. so that they should be considered clean in God's eyes closer to God closer to God yep. Than the group that's actually literally at the table mm-hmm. of Jesus yep. and if they eat with them they'll be contaminated they'll be contaminated yep. right now Jesus goes to tell now three stories you know, and if you think about it, it, it really, the flow of it really is amazing because those three parables, uh, I bet you many of us are familiar with the parable of the lost sheep, the parable yeah. of the lost coin, and then the parable of what we often say is the prodigal son, but I, I like to now father. call it a gracious father, yeah, yeah who has two lost sons, yeah. really. And if you think about it, folks, it kind of goes the rhythm of it's one in a hundred and it's an animal. It's one in 10. Now it's something a little more valuable in a coin that can be spent in any way you want. Wait, are
1: you saying it? Coins are more valuable than animals. In, I just in, want that. I'm just saying. In economy, I mean, be careful.
0: In economy, a sheep has to be processed. <laughs> it's going to cost not. you money, huh? It's going to cost you to process to. Right, okay? So it's more right. readily available to you. All right. But then finally, Jesus gets to the final story, and it's really the heart of the matter. And that is that it's not, it's not just an animal, it's not just money. Now it is my children. Right. And they're both, they're both needing a gracious father. Right. Yeah. You know, and, 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 that's the, and if you think about it, that's the situation that Jesus has that night because he's got the lost sons and daughters who have come home, and he's celebrating that they're home. Because they're
1: sitting right around the table They're with sitting them. right around yeah. the table,
0: and he's got the equivalent of an older son. I keep pointing out to our entryway. <laughs> the, the equivalent of an older son who's standing outside who won't come in and join Jesus' party. Right. And notice that he tells that final story, and the father leaves the house to go find both both sons. True. Yeah. And I, and I, I, it, 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 I don't know if it bothers me or if it, or if it's just like, it just, it just leaves me like, (gasps) that Jesus leaves the last story hanging. Will the old, the father goes out to see the older son and welcomes him and wants him to come into the party. But Jesus doesn't give us the ending and the conclusion. Does the older son come in or not? He leaves it out there, and I think there's a reason. Yeah. You know, because it's not just about Jesus
1: that night. Sure. So you're talking, so if we're, our groups that are going through the study right now and the people that are watching today, which group sitting around Jesus are they supposed to identify with? Are they the people sitting around, are we sit, the people sitting around the table with Jesus? Yeah. Or are we the people on the outside looking in, who are looking at people who we feel are unclean, close to jesus which which place do we put ourselves so if we if we put ourselves next to jesus what do we learn from these parables yep well we learn that we're greatly loved you know jesus is always going to find us and chase after us and no matter how far we go we can always come back and be forgiven amen but once you've been sitting around the table with jesus for a while guess what you feel like you feel like the older son because the older son was sitting around the table with the father for years and years and There's years. Always is to when his, when his uh, younger son was off doing whatever he wanted. Yeah. When you start to feel like the older son, how do you fight that? And I think that's where this idea of keeping our eyes pointed ahead to the resurrection helps to prevent us from the problems that the Pharisees and the other religious leaders of the day had. If we're always focused on Jesus' kingdom, and of this desire and this need the Spirit builds within us to see more and more people join the resurrection uh, of, uh, to new life at that time, then we're not going to be so concerned with the level of cleanliness that is before us. We're not going to think that one of us is closer to God than the other, because we all know that we're sinful people that sit around the table of God. That's and that's not going to change
0: right well and to know that the 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 source of our cleansing thank god doesn't come from us right it always comes from christ and and that source of cleansing is there for everyone yep for anyone
1: yeah well and and specifically for you and for the people outside of the house where jesus is you know both not just for one or the other yeah, you know mm-hmm. what,
0: I, I used to have one of my, uh, uh, I think it was my my hometown pastor, used to say that that he always wanted to say, like at Holy Communion, people are at the altar, he said that he always wanted to, to say, take and eat, this is the body of Christ given for you and for your neighbor. Hmm. You know, to remind everyone always, when they're yeah. receiving the gift of grace, that it is not just a gift for them, mm-hmm. it is a gift for someone they know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that it's always it, always, it is our
1: spiritual food for our journey and yeah. our journey is is outward, it's yes. outward. Yeah,
0: which is really, if you think about it, it, it is, once again, it kind of comes full circle. You know, Jesus comes and reveals what God is truly like mm-hmm. in, in being the savior. And then he creates a church and what does he do? He sends us, but doesn't send us all by ourselves. He sends us with himself, that he's actually the one who is going out seeking the lost children. Right. And he gives us one another
1: to go along too. We don't just go out on our own. A in place. fact, uh, as, a, as a former church planter, which I guess we've been too far along at this church, <laughs> <to> <laughs> just, the, the yeah. idea of sending one person out with Jesus and doing a church plant just doesn't, it doesn't no. work the right way, mostly because I think a lot of the stuff we've been talking about the last few weeks. Yeah. We need a community. We need people gathered around. We need the diverse gifts and skills of all the people that Jesus calls to be his church together. We need that in order that we can reach into the wider community with people who are not connected with Jesus yet, and through whatever means possible, breaking down whatever obstacles that w- we have to, that we build out, we can simply help people experience the graciousness of a God who really loves them, who really does chase after them, yeah. who really will forgive him no matter how much they have trouble believing that, just like you once did. So that's, that's truly the call of the church, is to be encouraged, with one another to sit around the table of God to experience His goodness to receive His gifts in order that the people who are outside may be invited in.
0: Well, amen. And, and that's that's, I think, a, a word of encouragement that, that really does well summarize where we've journeyed in this study together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sense of you know, I, I think for a lot of our churches, you know, they, they face challenges, they face difficulties, and there might even be days when when even entire gatherings of, of followers of Jesus might feel a little overwhelmed. But to realize, but not only is the Lord with you, the Lord has called you around himself together. Mm-hmm. You know, and that we are together as his church, uh, both in, in that local community called a congregation, in that greater sense of the greater church, on earth in that greater sense of the church Mm -hmm. throughout time yep you know and to realize that we're not alone absolutely yeah and and that that god gives us that 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 gift of being together around christ caring for one another and also helping encourage equip and be there together to reach out to those who don't know jesus and to share his love and to and to once again reflect who he is for someone else
1: yep so should we worry about the things going on in the world
0: yeah i wouldn't say worry Yeah, not worry rather instead be engaged there you go to see how has the lord equipped me but not just me Mm -hmm. how has the lord equipped me with my brothers and sisters in a local congregation Mm -hmm. to to bear the fruit of faith to be the ones who would share his love to be compassionate to be caring Mm -hmm. to proclaim who jesus is to share who he is with neighbors, with family, yeah. to intercede yes. for, for those things that I might not have as direct a touch to.
1: Yeah, there's only so much you can control. There's only so yeah. much you can act on. We can't act to stop a war halfway across the world. Know, like and that, Pastor Chris and I, Like we can do a lot of things. But the two of us can't make that stop or yeah. make it go or do anything about it. Yeah. But we can take that one next good step according to how God calls us to do. Maybe that step is prayer. Maybe that step is helping other people see Jesus more clearly. Maybe it's equipping the people around us to then be spread out to help more people see Jesus. We can take that one next step that God clearly calls us to take and then trust him that he's going to give us the next step after we take that one. That's the, that's the key. That's the
0: key of him always being with us and always loving us and always Amen. forgiving us. And, and for me, I, I, take, I do, I take a great deal of comfort when I have the opportunity uh, i i remember as a as a young man before i was a pastor i wound up in a situation where uh, a friend of our family was sitting in my parents kitchen and and i was i was actually at the seminary now that i think about it and and i was home on break and i just walked in the house and this guy a little bit older than me pronounced to me that he was an atheist what did i think about that and so we started talking and and within within about an hour of talking calmly about it he had come to the point of saying, okay, maybe I'm not an atheist, but I know I'm an agnostic. I don't really know what to believe about God. And I'm like, that's okay. I remember we talked a little bit further. I shared with him why I believed what I believed, I prayed for him and he left. And notice that he didn't leave signing up for a class on Lutheranism. He didn't leave <laughs> ready to become a member of the church. But I trusted and kept, and I still do, kept yeah. him in prayer, saying, Lord, you put other followers of Jesus in his life because we're a community, because right. we're a larger group, and trust God is going to continue to bring, bring his children into this guy's midst who yeah. isn't ready to come into the party, right. who isn't ready to come to the celebration, right. but those who know the celebration will come into his life. Yes.
1: And that's the admonition, I think, that's the encouragement we have for you at the end of this study as well, is that um, typically Bible studies happen within our church community, you know, and only within our church community. It's just church people that come to these things, right? And it may just be church people that are watching this right now and participating in it, but remember that that's not what this is for. Like, you're going to be encouraged with one another, you're going to learn more with one another, but the purpose of it is to help you Uh, Be bold and be encouraged to take on the situations that God calls you to be in with those who would never come to a Bible study yet, who think they might never, but who will come into your living room and talk to you about their faith, who will, you know, share a cup of coffee with you, who you work with, whatever it is. You are being encouraged right now to have those conversations, to spend time with people, to be that listening ear, to do whatever it is that that other person needs That will show them great care and great love because you are the image of jesus because you've been created as his image you reflect who he is in the world and through that he changes people's hearts he changes their lives
0: and together god gives us that joy of sharing who he is amen Yep. Pastor Scott, I cannot believe how quickly the time rolls in <laughs> in these sessions. But I yep. want to thank you for being here and for sharing Absolutely. the the gifts of wisdom that God has given you and your heart for sharing the good news both with the community here at Cross Point yep. and the community all around you as well. I also want to thank also our, our tech crew again, who are just amazing gifts of God to us, helping us put on this program week after week. And I want to thank all of you who've tuned in, who have been a part of it. And I, I pray that you, you take the conversations that we've been able to have and, and take those, those conversations that you've had in your, in your studies of in current Community, and even as Pastor Scott encouraged, walk through that fruit of faith as the Lord equips you now to go out into your greater community and share his love and be welcoming, to be inviting, to, to be that community of faith that reflects the very mercy of Jesus in the lives of those that you know, that you love. And so on behalf of your Northern Illinois District, uh, I'm Pastor Chris Whitby, and this is Pastor John Scott. Thank you so much for being with us, and have a blessed evening.